Our guest today on Civil War Talk Radio is the king of battlefield guides, Ed Bars. We'll find out who knows what in our last segment as we explore various Civil War battlefields that Ed has toured and find out if there's any he hasn't. Join us on Civil War Talk Radio. Have you let your website go stale? Wish you didn't have to wait for your web developer to return your call when you want to update content? You don't have to. Now you can easily and instantly manage your own website content using affordable Avalar technology. Avalar is a website development and hosting company that provides turnkey internet solutions for companies like yours that need to stay focused on core business. Avalar gives you the power to control your website and make updates and additions in real time without having to learn HTML or other complicated programming tools. Websites powered by Avalar feature capabilities that attract more customers and enhance relationships with existing customers. Avalar offers a multitude of leading-edge solutions, including lead generation and referral tracking, shopping carts and payment processing, membership management, and search engine optimization, to name a few. Take advantage of the full power of the Internet using Avalar technology at www.avalar.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R.com. Vitality is a natural expression of health, success, and fulfillment. And yet it's rare to meet people bubbling with vitality. That's because most of us push ourselves too hard. And when we trigger the internal alarms that tell us to change our diets, attitudes, or activities, we ignore them. Allowing outside pressures to override our internal alarms undermines our health, sabotages our success, and limits our potential. If you're ready to reclaim your natural vitality, to begin living a life you love, visit thevitalyou.com. You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. To speak with our show hosts or guests during the live show, call us toll-free in North America, 888-514-2100. Everywhere else, call 001-858-268-3068. Welcome back to Civil War Talk Radio. Jerry Prokopovich, today talking with Edwin C. Bars, Chief Historian Emeritus of the National Park Service, and a man who has toured more battlefields, it's safe to say, than anyone else in the United States. Ed, I, I did want to ask you this. Uh, we were covering your career earlier, got up as far as uh, your uh, time with the National Park Service at Vicksburg. Uh, skipping ahead a mere 15 or 16 years, you eventually uh, became, of course, the chief historian. In that time, uh, you, you, you toured many battlefields and uh, gave testimony in Congress on battlefield preservation and spoke to groups, roundtables and other groups all over the country about battles in great detail. And no one has ever heard you can fail to marvel at your ability to uh, tell us which division was where at a given moment. Is that something that you refresh your memory on before going to speak to a given group, or is it all there? I, um, if I, the first time I give a tour, the first time I talk on a subject, yes, I have to, uh, I pretty near uh, insist that I have to, be on the field first. Get a feel for it. Uh, remembering back to my experience at 
with Pete Shattuck Shino. I also have to do uh, uh, research, uh, but I have a very good retentive memory, even better uh, probably for place, uh, uh, place and topography than I do for uh, names or numbers. I pretty well, uh, once I see an area like uh, out at Kildare Mountain in North Dakota, where I was a year ago, I can go there again, and I, I can, the, uh, the areas uh, and the positions of the warriors and the troops are in my mind, the uh, same way as if I go to... Uh, uh, the first time I saw Perryville was an uh, easy day to remember, the day they uh, shot our first man in the space in February uh, 1962. And I can still uh, remember the area uh, uh, pretty well as I did then. The only thing I wished I had taken a picture of uh, a couple of the houses uh, that have since disappeared, but I didn't. I can remember where they were, but uh, can't remember that much in de detail of them. But as I say, on on uh, on uh, terrain, I pretty well can see it once and remember it. Uh, so the amount of uh, review and studying then is... Uh, map work is minimal. Uh, some of the uh, uh, battlefields, and particularly, uh, we have to come up with some the new information comes up all the time. Like when I go to Chancellorsville, since uh, the last five years, I've had to, uh, and they've located where Jackson was really shot. I uh, have to uh, uh, review that and come up with that. And uh, the people like to go, people that were with me at Chancellorsville uh, five years ago, found out that where I told them that Jackson got shot and where the markers were uh, are not true because of uh, Bob Craig's work uh, there uh, in uh, about five years ago. So you have to you have to always be cognizant of uh, new information. So I, you just don't lock it up and forget about it, but uh, you uh, particularly ones that. Uh, uh, change locations and such. You have to keep uh, pretty well uh, refreshed on that. And, and I suppose even the terrain can change, like your your markers uh, yeah. for, for the sunken ship. So, yeah. So that so that showed you that that you brought up a good point there. And uh, and you and you can never really restore uh, certain areas that they say they can restore uh, because they do not have. Uh, uh, contoured maps where they try to, so uh, they get in a little trouble there. Are there any battlefields in North America that you have not been to that you would like to see? Oh, yes, sir. The ones that, the ones on the list, uh, uh, taking, uh, taking, uh, there's no way in that list that appears uh, of the, of the uh, list that comes out in in about 1910 of 10,550-odd sites, battlefields, skirmishes, etc. There's no way that I'm going to visit all of those, but uh, 
I uh, try to, uh, I've seen almost all the major ones that are listed on the Civil War Site Study Advisory Commission's report, which is 383. And uh, then you run into a few challenges, like uh, I used to have to eat a lot of crow because the uh, people would come in and show me this monument of uh, the Battle of Pachaco Pass, Pachaco Peak out in Arizona. Mm-hmm. A small battle is the furthest west in which there's any bloodshed in the Civil War. And I used to have people go out there and send me postcards from there. Ha, 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 you haven't been there. So one time I'm out in Arizona two years ago, I go down there. And I run into, again, an archaeologist. Uh-huh. And the archaeologist enlightens me. Now, I had a laugh and kept a few of those postcards because where the monument is is on the west side of the road. Where the engagement took place, again, shown by where the, the uh, drop musket balls, fired musket balls and such are, are on the east side of the road. So uh, I have been at both sites of Pachuco Pass. So yes, there are, uh, there are a few, particularly in some of these engagements out in Missouri that I've not been to. I've been to the big ones in Missouri, but there are a few out there such as Lone Jack and uh, and the Centralia Massacre and those, but I'm I'm going to cover a number of them this fall when I'm going to lead a tour for uh, our friend uh, Len Rydell. Uh, got a number of the people joining me out there, Schofield and uh, them of uh, Bleeding Kansas. So I'll pick up uh, I'll pick up most of the ones I've missed out there uh, this fall. Well, that, and I should say to our listeners, if you're interested in that, uh, contact the the Blue and Gray Education. Association, uh, Len Rydell's group, and I would also put in a plug for uh, History America. Uh, I know you do a lot of tours. Yes, I do a lot, around. a lot for them too. And that's uh, you can reach them at uh, historyamerica.com. Look for them on the web because uh, after you've listened to this, I know you're going to want to find out how you can go on a tour with Ed. And you've got you've got other ones coming up this summer, I believe. Yes, I've got a number for Smithsonian Institution that I give every year, and then other groups. So there, there are plenty of ways to see these battlefields uh, with Ed, and I, I, it, it, it's redundant to say it. Anyone who's been on any such tour will tell you there's no experience like it. It's something you definitely want to do. Now, Ed, have you been keeping up with what's going on at the National Park Service these days? Uh, yes, because I'm an emeritus, so I have to keep readily, uh, uh, readily informed. In fact, being an emeritus, you don't get paid, but I wouldn't be using this uh, nice uh, uh, phone setup that I have. I'd either be at home using one that doesn't work very well or in my office. So, yes, it has its advantages, and I generally keep uh, relatively informed. Now, uh, particularly what is very uh, important and uh, very noticeable is up at uh, Gettysburg, uh, uh, the uh, staff up there under their with their dynamic superintendent are restoring a large part of the battlefield insofar as vegetative cover is involved uh, to its appearance as of uh, the time of the battle. 
Thus, you are now able to uh, stand down uh, by the Alabama Monument where uh, Hood's division formed and look uh, where you were formerly uh, hedged in by trees. You're able to see all the way to Devil's Den. So that's something that all people that go to Gettysburg are going to see uh, uh, a major change there of restoring the historic scene. Also, uh, the Park Service is seeking to, uh, at least uh, in their museum exhibits, uh, broaden uh, the interpretation of the causes of the Civil War, moving from uh, the uh, idea of, uh, of uh, and focusing more on uh, slavery being a cause of the Civil War, one of the causes of the Civil War than it was heretofore. So you have those t- uh, type of, of uh, n- uh, new uh, looks and new uh, uh, taking place um, at uh, also at uh, Gettysburg, they're uh, erecting lots of uh, uh, lots of historic fences. Uh, gives you another uh, gives you a view that when Pickett, Pettigrew, and Trimble advanced, they had to advance over a number of fences uh, before they reached the uh, post and rail fence bounding the Emmitsburg Road. Uh, so there's uh, there's good news on that front. There's also uh, uh, the di- di- different uh, cutbacks in uh, in uh, the percentage of uh, the budget that goes to uh, uh, goes to the Park Service for interpretation because the Park Service has two missions: interpretation and preservation, and then protection, which of course is with us at all times. And unfortunately, too often I think. Uh, when push comes to shove, they cut down on the the number the the, the monies available for interpretation. Interpretation, of course, uh, should be probably be labeled education. Now, that is uh, being a historian, uh, Jerry being a historian, uh, archaeological archaeologist friends would say that uh, these parks have a vital mission in interpreting the story of what happened there. Uh, uh, as, as well as preservation and protection. Well, I certainly hope uh, that that the the trend, as you point out, in cutting back funds can uh, can be limited or reversed at some point. But uh, speaking as a state employee, it, it always uh, governments always seem to be uh, trying to trim uh, trim their budgets, cut corners somewhere, and often education is is one of the places where the axe falls. Unfortunately, we would hate to see that uh, happen. Uh, private gifts like that. We started with Brian Pohanka's, uh wonderful bequest of a million dollars for for Civil War battlefield preservation is a good thing, uh, but it doesn't replace uh, the public efforts, the Park Service, and the government efforts to help. Right on there, Jerry. That's a good message to get out. Now, let me uh, ask you one one question as we wind down on time. And I've, I've asked many of my guests this. I'm really curious to your, hear your answer. If you could uh, be transported back to the Civil War for an hour to meet with one person from that era, who would you want to talk to? I, I believe I would probably, uh, most people would probably say Abraham Lincoln. Uh, uh, so I would be a uh, radical, and I would, or Robert E. Lee, I guess. Uh, 
probably in a certain way because he's such a fast thinker, such a fast talker, uh, know, at least in his mind, knows a great deal among a, a number of subjects, probably William T. Sherman. <laughs> now that would be an interesting hour, wouldn't it? Yes. Uh, he, you get more words out of him than anybody else in a short in a, what in sixty minutes. That's right. Well, that's a good way of good way of looking at it. The the words per minute version. Well, that um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm stumped briefly here. I'm looking at an article about you that describes you as a national treasure. Uh, do you see yourself as a national treasure? Well, uh, that, that's getting a little strong. Uh, uh, it's, it, it's a very complimentary one. Yes, uh, I do. I spend uh, most of my time uh, since I've retired uh, communicating uh, the uh, story, the message uh, of uh, the preservation of our historic resources, uh, walking the battlefield with groups uh, as such, uh, getting, uh, doing everything I can to uh, uh, get people interested in our heritage, our culture, uh, which has gone so far to making us what we are today. So if that way of putting, uh, uh, being on the road uh, 250, 275 days a year, uh, getting out the message like when I was down there in North Carolina, I spoke at, uh, I spoke at Pine, uh, at, uh, at, at Pinehurst one day, I spoke at uh, Rocky Mount one day, two days at, uh, two days, at two, uh, twice in, on Saturday, once in Raleigh, once in Burlington, and then on Sunday down at Cowpens. Yes, and when I come to North Carolina next year, I'm adding an extra stop uh, down at New Bern, so if it's that way, yes. Well, uh, I'm glad to hear that. I'll certainly uh, be there at New Bern to hear you. And uh, as I hear our music telling us at the end of our hour, I will say, uh, uh, to the extent I can speak on behalf of the Civil War community, you are indeed a national treasure uh, for all you have done uh, to help uh, perpetuate that, that history and heritage and legacy for all of us. Uh, it's been a real pleasure having you on today. Uh, Edwin C. Bars has been our guest. Ed, thanks very much, and look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you, Jerry. It's a great, it's a great pleasure to get talk to you. I just don't see you often enough. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to Civil War Talk Radio.